You've heard it said that every cloud has a silver lining. And it's true. Hard times in our lives can produce good results. You just have to dig through the fog to find them. The lessons that you learn from your hardships are never fun, but they're valuable. Over the next few weeks, I'd like us all to think about those hard-earned lessons. Maybe we can come out on the other side better than we were when it all started. This is something to think about. On October 10th, 2010, President Obama was walking across a stage during a rally in Philadelphia. Someone in the audience threw a book at him. The Secret Service agents were not at all happy, to say the least. Turns out the guy who threw the book, a recent author, was not very adept at book throwing. He missed the president. Actually, the author didn't really want to hit Obama. He just wanted the president to read his book. That result was as unsuccessful as his aim. Of course, throwing a book at someone, or actually throwing the book at someone, is a well-known phrase. I'm just guessing, but I suppose that some of you who serve as law enforcement officers have been so perturbed with an offender that you've wanted to throw the book at them. I know, you're trained to be dispassionate, maybe even compassionate, when enforcing the law. But I've been on enough ride-alongs to know that some people greatly test your resolve to show patience and compassion. What does it mean to throw the book at someone? Well, of course, it means to charge or to prosecute a person with every possible violation that they've committed as per the legal code. The book, then, is the embodiment of that code of law, all of the written compendiums of all of the legal directives that govern your jurisdiction. Okay, we're going to dig a little deep here, but I hope you'll stick with me. In my last podcast, I talked about not living by the pressure or the excuse of the crowd, not doing things just because other people were doing them. But that assertion raises another question. If we aren't supposed to do things or not do things simply because of the crowd, then what should govern our behavior? The quick answer, of course, is that we should live by the book. But what does it mean to live by the book? Let's chase that question for a couple minutes. We know that the idea of law is firmly rooted in the principle of authority. Those with legal authority are the ones who make the laws. They write the book. Those under legal authority are expected to know and to obey the book. If they don't live by the book, they're judged by the book. Law enforcement officers and judges have every legal right to throw the book at offenders. That's what the rule of law is all about. That being the case, I can neither create my own authoritative lawmaking structure nor devise my own personal legal code. It'll do me no good to sit at home in my recliner, declare myself to be sovereign, write my own code of laws, then hop into my car and drive through my community with a crown on my head, breaking all of the duly established laws while following all of my homemade laws. 
If you as an officer pulled me over, would you be impressed with my theory? I think not. The sovereign citizen argument itself is lawless. But people do this all the time. In fact, you and I might even do it. But you say, I don't pretend to be a sovereign citizen. Okay, I'm moving the argument forward a bit. I'm no longer talking about civil authority and local law. I think we can all agree that each individual doesn't get to make up his own civil laws. But what about ultimate authority and divine law? Should that be any different? Suppose for a moment that there is a God, a supreme creator and a true sovereign authority who rules over the created universe. Don't you suppose that as a sovereign ruler, he would have principles or laws by which he would expect his creatures to live? Don't you also suppose then that he would communicate those expectations, those laws to us? as human beings who have the ability to make rational decisions and moral choices? Such an assumption would lead to two important conclusions. First, that we as humans don't get to make up our own moral laws any more than we get to make up our own civil laws. And second, that there is a book, some kind of established, recognizable, and codified record of God's authority and his expectations for humanity. In other words, if there is a God, it's only reasonable to assume that he would reveal himself in some kind of written record, a book that makes both himself and his sovereign expectations known to man. All of the major religions of the world logically adhere to some kind of written record that was ostensibly given to mankind from the God or the gods that they worship, be it the Tanakh, the Bible, the Quran, the Vedas, the Tripitaka, and others, it seems to me then that it's worth our while as humans to examine the claims of those books and those religions because it only makes sense that if there is a God, he would reveal himself clearly in some kind of written record, a compendium of his expectations for each of us as individuals living under his authority. Of course, if there is no God, then none of this matters. Maybe we aren't allowed to make up our own civil laws because that could get us in a lot of trouble. But we might as well make up our own moral laws because if there is no God, then there is no book that can be thrown at us. If there are no revealed moral expectations, then there's certainly no accountability. In that case... There's no such thing as good or evil or crime. We certainly don't have to worry about punishment or justice, for that matter. It's every man for himself. So, can we sit at home in our easy chairs, as it were, and make ourselves the sovereign of the universe and devise our own moral laws and rules of life? People have been doing that since nearly the beginning of time creating gods in their own image and living by their own imagined law code, their self-created book. Or, on the other hand, should we consider the possibility that there truly is a sovereign God who gave us a genuine book to live by? 
Who is that God? What is that book? Is it worth discovering? And is it worth reading? We all know that human authorities have a book to throw at us. Why wouldn't a divine authority? It's something to think about. If there's any way that I can help along the way, please give me a call or shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to you. Take care and thanks for all that you do.